Studio Plum. And I'm Sean of Renstead Interiors. We're interior designers, turned internet friends, turned real life friends. Welcome to the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. We're not that hot or that young. Every week, we'll be spilling the tea on how a new generation of interior designers can run their businesses. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the club. club. Hey, Sean. What's up, Rebecca? Happy to be here in my city that I live in. In your in your <laughs> own place with your own clothes and all your own stuff? Yeah. So we had a little bit of a hard time with our Vegas market travel experience. I don't. I'm glad I tried the go for one day only. I don't think I would do that again. I think I would still stay the night at least and maybe do like the day and a half fly out on day two in the late afternoon. Like I don't. Agreed. Yeah. So we one tried. Day, the one day only wasn't good. We thought we'd be like cute and jet set. like jet set business people with our like fly in first thing in the morning, fly out after dinner. And didn't really factor in the fact that there's just a lot of. <laughs> You may have heard there's a lot of airport issues. So on my end, both of my flights got canceled and I did end up spending the night anyway. So that was, that was real, real fun with nothing but a uncharged phone and a tube of lip gloss. Yeah. I was a little worried when my flight got canceled at the same time. And I, my luxury was being in greater Los Angeles. I was willing to like, let them send me back on a flight to either Long Beach or Orange County or Ontario or Burbank or LAX. Like there oh was like God. five of, I was like, I will just, can I please get home? I don't want to be like brushing my teeth with my finger. Like <laughs> I will say that the Nomad Hotel has very nice little basic toiletries. Happy. See, and it's helpful, but I'm and glad they're... I didn't spend the night, but no, I still yeah, got home terrible. at almost midnight. Yeah. So that was an experience. And I do feel like even if that hadn't happened, I felt like we were rushed. I, I had a very short list, but I did get to spend a couple hours in Norwalk. We were both there, but I was really gathering a lot, up a lot, a lot of things for my showroom space and like needing a lot more fabrics and materials and like really spending time taking notes, um, which now it's like, real because my pieces are going to get here in the fall so like you know I want to be more sooner. ready maybe sooner. well I did project out the dates it looks like potentially mid-October based on the new lead time solid fall yeah so you know could maybe it'll be November I don't know but if they get here early great if not you know, in my head, when I ordered them back in June, I thought, oh, if they get here by December, great. Like, yeah. So at this point, anything is an improvement, but you know, I'm happy to have it. Yeah. So I definitely feel like we got the basics covered, but I liked, you know, we like to bop around different lighting places. I like to poke at accessories. Sometimes there's, there was just none of, there was none of that. Next time we're going to go back to our longer, more enjoyable hotel stays and bougie designer friend time I would like yeah a little bit more hang out don't feel rushed when we want to talk to people in showrooms loop back to a couple things talk to more of you hotties we did see a few and had a couple dms but we just like didn't 
yeah, we didn't have time to, we did have one yeah. happy hour time slot, but a lot of people had conflicts and it's just hard. So yeah, o- onward, <laughs> onward onto the show. It's yeah. It's like, I'm preoccupied by so much stuff right now that it's like hard to imagine like getting some vacation time squeezed in before summer is over and like getting like getting some pool time my pool is done but the landscaping isn't so like we can swim in it it just has dirt all around it but you know like I have summer Fridays you can crop that part out I've been trying we I still take like half days on Fridays during the summer and talking to the team and I'm like oh it's gonna be so weird when we have to go back to like regular work days I'm, I can't so wait. Maybe I won't. Like I'm over this whole summer shit. Like <laughs> I mean, like Cecily well, sleeping until eight o'clock. Like it's just ruining. Yeah, it's there's just the like chill. You need vibes. her. To, you need her to go back, but you would still like to have your summer. You just need her to go back to school and like. I just have too many things. Like I have things that are on like too quick of deadlines. Like I'm not. I'm not chill vibe. 2022. Uh-huh. So it's it's fine, but. I'm, yeah, I'm ready for everyone to be back on the hustle bustle train. Yeah, I'm just trying to keep the rent paid, keep the bills paid, keep the team happy. It's been it's been good having the office. I've I mean, honestly, it's like very productive getting out of my house. I don't know if any other designers have considered this. I don't think we've talked about this much, but like not being in your own environment does help a lot. Like it's grown up real time. You shared that even like when you started getting your space. But I mean, if I, I did like being at home when I needed to be, but I don't. And that's what I'm discovering. It's like, you know what? That's okay. Schedule my time differently. Like I'm still in charge of it, but being here, being with my team, growing into it, like it is a good environment to be in. So even if you can just get a small space, it's not in your house. I feel like my I level like... of distractions are way down. Well, we are gathered here today to, <laughs> to, to perform a service for services. Yeah. Like we want, we realized we haven't actually just like talked through this idea of different service tiers, why we have them I've been doing a lot of kind of re tinkering with some of mine as I've, you know, bumped into things that aren't working for me. And there's a lot of like this whole emotional side of design, like a lot of it comes in to play, I think with certain services for me mm-hmm. at least. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I did a little bit of an audit on my own services guide recently and yeah, let's just talk about it. We have some overlap stuff and some things that are different. Yeah, I think um, the idea that started this was this question that Terry asked you, your husband. Oh, like, God. Is the juice worth the squeeze? And like now it's stuck in our, it's like stuck in our pause. Like we can't stop <laughs> thinking about it when we do things of like, was this worth it? Like how much did we spin our wheels and was it worth it? And I mean, that's not the total lens of all the services we offer, but it is sticking in the back of my head constantly of like, why am I doing this? Was it worth it? Yeah. Did you get one of those shriveled up limes that you're trying to squeeze into a margarita and you get like <laughs> three drops, you know, dry pulp, like inside. <laughs> like, 
if you it's bought not whole, worth the squeeze if you bought a whole bag of those like don't keep going back to it like i know you love fresh limes but it might be time to just buy the bottle of concentrate or just like, <laughs> like switch to an old-fashioned or something like just <laughs> try something new for a bit like it's out of season this- it's just not the time of year. Like, I'm sorry. It's not, you can't make it happen. And so I think that's what drove some of this questioning was, okay, what, what was working? What's not? And so. Yeah. Cause when you get one of those like plump lemons that just like, you can just squeeze with your bare hands and get a full eight ounce glass. Like that feels that's decorating so projects good. for me. Yeah. You like, you know, when the juice is worth a squeeze, like, dang, I, made a, a, good I make a lot of money and I decorated a room and it looks nice. It's and satisfying. I, I get, yeah. I get my markup revenue and my design fee revenue, but my creative, man, like my inner creative is yeah, happy. But like not so much with it, just virtual consults. Like it's not, it's, it's, it pays me for the time that I did it. Uh, it's not that creatively fulfilling. I can't do exactly what I want. I don't really know your whole space. Like, you know, I never really get to get going and no one will ever really see most of that work. So then the, that sort of hmm. little, that little hit of like knowing I did a good job, pat on the back, nice photos. Well, it's like less likely to happen. And that's where I think it really gets into your own personal needs and I guess personality because virtual consults actually do they are worth the squeeze to me. I love I don't know, I love being scrappy with people. I love giving like off the cuff ideas, thinking on my feet, giving people that aha moment and yeah. they're just like walking away. <laughs> yeah. I I mean I wouldn't want to do that. So nice full talking time. to you. Bye. Like, Bye. Yeah. Good luck with that. But then I get I mean a year later sometimes I'll get DMs from people and they're showing me what they did. And yes, yeah, I'm not going to submit it to Architectural Digest, but it's still like they're so happy. I don't know. I do love doing those. So for me, it's worth the squeeze, but I wouldn't want to do it all day, all the time. Yeah. I think that's why, like, for both of us, I would say, like, at the top of our servicing levels of like what's available, I think my like easiest way to get to me. I is virtual consults. And I just recently added a 30 minute consult option. And I'll, I'm hmm. just going to like share the why I did that. I don't think it's necessarily like I want to sell it. It's I'm still stuck on this idea of value based pricing. And that when people see, it's like when people see the menu and they see you can get a small, a medium or a large most people aim at medium because they don't want to look like cheap and whatever getting a small, but they also like don't need the large. So they pick the medium. And I feel like what I've observed from the way that people respond to services is like having multiple options makes people feel like they're in control, but really I'm controlling the option. Well, yeah, there's a lot of psychology around that, like middle decision. I don't want you to pick the 30 minute one and the 30 minute one sounds really short on purpose. I want you to pick a 60 minute virtual consult because I can get more done with you. We can accomplish more, but the psychology visit is it looks like, oh, look, there's an option that could fit my schedule. If I think I have a really quick question, I don't need to pay for a whole hour when I just have a few questions about what size rug should I put in this room and, you know, what size sofa goes in my living room. Like 
you could in theory book it if that's if all you really wanted was 30 minutes of my time that's the lowest way to get to it no one's booked it everyone still books the hours but you know that I'm gonna add mine I'm gonna add one to mine because it would be good for follow-up people because I do get a few repeat customers on consults um and they just want access again, but a and whole they just hour have is hard. Yeah, I feel like that might be easy to sell. And then it's then I'm hitting the ground running because I already know the project pretty much. Right. And so, they can just get me for a bite size. A, a shorter time. But I, for me, it was like, let's play the game of, well, look, he's available. He's accessible. I can do this. And it's not like, oh, let me make services for, you know, every peasant in the world. But it's... <laughs> I did not just say... <laughs> It's, but it's that idea. I'm trying to convey it the right way, but it's like calling them peasants is definitely the right way. Well, you know, <laughs> let them I'm eat trying. cake. Let them eat I cake. Just, you can have some of my time. You're still going to pay for it. I'll give you 30 minutes. We won't get a lot done though. Like I can't design your whole bathroom in your kitchen in this amount of time though. But no, I'm not going to talk faster. No, like, yeah, I, I'm not going to cram more into an hour, like an whole hour's worth of content into 30 minutes. But I, I think it, it is that psychology of saying to people, if you don't have a lot, whether it's money or time, you can still, there is still a way that you can work with a designer. Yes. Like I can still do <laughs> I it. No, I can, I can do a lot in 30 minutes. I'm not going to be able to do a root canal. But I can assess I'll do the half damage. A one. <laughs> I'll get it started. How about that? I'll get you. I'll get you numbed up. But then we're done. Okay. Or we can you. skip it and go straight to what you need. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So that's sort of like the. <laughs> there is still a way to start. Like I kind of it. It. The reason I did it was thinking about way back to episode twenty four. We had Veronica Solomon on, and one of our key takeaways of of observing the work that Veronica does is she has tried to segment her services by thinking about can I meet clients where they're currently at? It's not about where she's currently at. It's about where her clients are and having some option when they say, I can't do a whole remodeling project with you, but I still need advice. Okay. Here's a way you can do that. You can schedule me for a 30 minute or a 60 minute virtual consultation, or if you need more, I think the next level for both of us is let's move up. We can do an, a 90-minute in-home consultation. Yeah, Veronica is, though, she could teach a master class on setting and holding boundaries, though. So she can do, I don't know what her services are now, but I think she can definitely, and you probably could too, get away with like having a lot of different offerings with really tight and firm boundaries around them. Yeah. But like me, like I'll just end up doing all kinds of stupid shit. Doing their whole house after they did a one hour consult. They snuck in because I want to help or like they need help. And yeah. So yeah. Know thyself. Yeah. If like, if you know, that's going to get you in trouble, then don't offer more. If you don't don't give a mouse a cookie, like just don't, I don't, I don't price. I purposely priced my 30 minute, like my virtual consults aren't priced minute for minute what my regular hourly rate is they are at a slight premium because I still got to interrupt my day there's some setup there's maybe one or two emails back and forth occasionally but I really do put the onus on clients of like I'm going to put this stuff in chat you should open it it's yours when you're done there you go like I'm not 
I'm not doing anything with this once we're done. You know, I had a, so I also, I think you did too, offer a free phone call on my website that people can book. And most people book that first. Um, I had one recently with this woman who I get this question sometimes with the, okay, "Okay, but what do I get? Uh Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, you get my time, you get my ideas, blah, blah, blah. And then afterwards, she's a freaking attorney. Like she okay. knows what that is. Like so she knows what consultation time yes. gets people. That really that, so that to now. me is the I don't respect the work. I don't respect or understand. It could be either, or it could be both. I don't respect or understand what a creative does. So I can't place value on it without knowing it. Like and and whether it was, I don't think it was malicious necessarily, but it's that idea of... No, but I wasn't getting like warm and fuzzy vibes. Oh, no. I don't want to work with someone who's like, okay, so what do you... When you leave my house, you're then doing... And it's like, um, No, what? you get nothing. Like, you can take After notes. I have a phone call with an attorney, I haven't necessarily won a lawsuit. Like... <laughs> I definitely <laughs> like, got nothing for a third, like in an hour. Yeah. They didn't do any paperwork for me. Yeah. During Consults my one-on-one are- meeting. Consults are weird. I'm going to say compared to where we were early in the podcast, um, it used to be like 50-50, I feel like, of mine that would go towards a project and others were like really standalone or they wouldn't move ahead. But now because I've really put up a lot of the boundaries and I've really gotten better at my sales acumen during those discovery phone calls, really most of the people that book a in-home consult with me now are planning for me to do a either a a decorating project or a full service, like remodeling project. And the intention is get in here so you can get the most accurate proposal possible. And we, so we're not just like solving that many design dilemmas during the time, but I have, I do still have those that schedule where they tell me the reason I'm booking this in-home console is so it is a standalone. I just want to get your advice appointment. And that's totally okay. Like I get paid a premium for my 90 minutes I help you. No proposal due. Awesome. Like wipe my hands. Yeah. I, done. Like, I've done a ton of those and I've talked about this a lot and I really enjoy doing them. I used to separate it out. Actually, I used to call them consultation only and then in-home consultations. It, it was confusing. So I didn't, I stopped. The yeah. point of it was to like understand intention. Um, yeah, like, am I measuring rooms here because we're going to remodel it? Like, should yeah. I know that it's a five by seven bathroom or am I just telling you what to do in here? Like, yeah, tell me what's happening. And that those have definitely slowed down this summer. I don't know if it's summer, if it's people recession proofing and those people have lower budgets typically. Um, so we'll see when fall comes back. But Part of me want because now that you're saying that out loud, I'm like, well, if you're consultation only, I kind of want to charge you more <laughs> because it's not leading to anything. Yeah, it's just my time. There will be no if, extra fees. And on the other side of that, if it's consultation leading to proposal, I'm not going to give you every idea in the world. And I'm kind of arming myself for the proposal Mm-hmm. So I don't want to charge the same premium to do my legwork, if that makes sense. Kind of. For simplicity, I like that it's just one. Like I know. And I... You can use it for this or you can use it for that. Like, 
I definitely don't have to work as hard, creatively speaking, if I know I'm going to write a proposal because I don't need to spitball every idea that comes into my head because we're going to go through a proper programming phase and schematics and concepts. And you don't want to like shoot, like screw future you with some idea that... Well, like throw out some preposterous idea that you're going to have to somehow execute. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So I do. I think that the trade-off for me is like, okay, I'm, if, if you're going to do a full project, I don't have to work as hard creatively speaking during your in-home consult, but I am still going to have to create this proposal on the opposite side. If it's consult only no project. I'm going to work pretty hard creatively to give you as much as you can work with, you know, after I'm gone, but I no longer have to write a proposal, which frees up, you know, it's, it's like front loading the energy. Yeah, um, true. And I do think it does get confusing for people because they don't know which one to pick. So that's where the phone call is the, the first line of defense of like, tell me what you want. We do offer these. We can do that. Yeah. And I, now I almost always have phone calls first and I can usually, or I do know if this is a going to be a bigger full service project. Yeah. Those phone calls also often tell me, cause when people schedule the phone call, my investment guide goes out to them right away. Like it's just automated through, um, well, they book through acuity and then the actual sending of stuff is handled through Dubsado, which is linked with my acuity so that the, all that just automatically gets sent out to them. And I have had a few clients call after reading through all my services and then they describe what they're looking for. And they're like, what would tell me what that falls under? So that's why I like the phone call because I can tell them you're the closest to this would probably be a virtual consult or I can't really tell that during a virtual consult. If you're local, I need to get into your house and do that. Um, And that's also usually when I discover my designer on call clients is like talking through the phone calls or maybe after a virtual consult where I realize like, oh, there's more here, but it's not a whole project. Yeah. So I took, so just to back up to what you were just saying, my investment guide triggers from my website. So I use it as a lead generator. Right. Um, they sign up for it. And yeah. It so to, to get any information, like I have investment guide as a link that they can download and I capture their information. Um, so they see it and then the investment guide leads them to book a call. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, from that point still, they're like, well, I want, I'm thinking this or that. I took designer on call. I used to have designer on call out of there. I took it away. I took a so couple now out. Now it's like the animal style fries. Of Secret menu. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. people were <laughs> like, they were calling and they'd be like, I think I want this. Like they were ordering their service. I'm like, Ooh, no, that's like, I don't want to do that for everybody basically. No. And I don't have, like if everyone started calling and wanting that and they're describing their projects, I, I have only like a, it's like two sentences that talks about it towards the end of my investment guide. Cause I really, again, I think it's well, value-based the price I, payment is what they want. Yes. They want the price, but they want you to still do it like a full service project for them. And so my designer on call, it's like, I have a whole separate guide that talks about that if people are interested and I send that to them later 
and you were talking about boundaries and that's the one where it has, I know yours is probably, I think yours is different, but mine is all remote. So I don't do any in-home work. I don't come and measure anything. I don't drive to you. I don't meet with anybody. It can only be in mine. It's limited to you have six months from the date you sign up to use 10 hours of prepaid design time. That's our, so it's at my regular hourly rate. I don't charge it at a premium, but I, I think I should, but I charge it just at my hourly rate. You pay all of the 10 hours up front and then you just use them up. And I make the client responsible for, they can only schedule four types of appointments, 15 minute phone calls, 30 minute phone calls, 30 minute Zooms or 60 minute Zooms. And that's it. Yeah. Like I don't, and they can, if we're talking about an idea, they can send me things via email and say like, Hey, I'm looking at these three light fixtures, which would you pick? But I'm billing for that time. Like everything is getting tracked and added up to that. So that way when your 10 hours is up, that's it. It's not refundable. It's not transferable. When the 10 hours is up, it's up. I have as a courtesy extended the ex expiration for a few people who were really close. And to be honest, I would probably do that for everybody, but I think some people just they need to know there's a this. limit somewhere. There's a limit. You can't let this go on for years. And I think designer on call attracts a certain type of clientele. Mm -hmm. It's the people who can like never mostly can never get done with a project can never make enough time. It's never that urgent or that important. They like to him and ha. They're looking for the unicorns. Like, yeah. Or I have one right now where like I've sent them tons of great options, like a few options to look at with some simple questions and they can't get the couple can't get together to look at yeah. it and spend like a month. Yep. So I, so my, I have not been doing an all remote and that's definitely an issue. Like <laughs> <laughs> going there is like something that takes a lot of extra time. Yeah. Um, but I also think that those are the clients that need that. So I don't know. That's why I've kind of just taken it off. Does your commute time come out of their hours? It hasn't been because we don't really have major commute here, but. Girl must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Knock on wood. But I, <laughs> but it disrupts my day. And yeah, that's, I think what really gets to me is the like, oh, great. Here's a zoom at 10 AM that, and I was just in the middle of something like, well, zoom is even like better than driving somewhere. Sure. But also, I don't know. I've had like, just kind of not super tech savvy mm -hmm. could be age related, like you, <laughs> but you have to be able to send us stuff and mm -hmm. send me links and get and not send me like and... 14 emails in a row. And then and at know the how end, to turn your screen around. <laughs> so I don't know. I so like it because it helps pause. me pay the bills. I, I agree. What, what do I like about it? It gives me all that like two grand 10 hours that that money comes in quick. It's all mine. You don't get it back. The downside, I'm on the hook with you for six months having to provide this service. And it sits in the back of my mind knowing that, oh, if I have two or three designer on call clients at once, I might not send a proposal for another one. Because mm -hmm. I, I know that I don't want to be doing those all week because I've got full service work to do. 
Yeah. So back to like the overarching thesis of this episode, like you don't have to do every pro every type of service because other designers are doing it. If it's draining you for whatever reason, even if mm-hmm. it's just right now, like I kind of pushed pause on it partly because of summer. Like I just, I just yeah. can't. And they, and my designer on client call clients, I just had a couple issues that were just kind of bumming me out. So I just pushed pause on it. I might pop them back on there because they're kind of easy to sell. Yeah. It's Especially like invitation those- only. yeah we only do so many of these at a time because you know it's it's a lot of hours and some people go through them quick and you can make it sound exclusive yeah and from the like service offering standpoint like take it off play with the play with what you offer within it like i'll probably reset some boundaries Mm -hmm. um and figure out ways to make sure people remember how to book on my calendar. Like no one's like the links seem to get lost and I have a document too. I Yes. So I don't know. I'll retweak it before I bring it back out. I'm with it. In general, I've been on a satisfaction scale. I don't know, six and a half out of 10. Like it's way less okay. satisfying than in home consultation because I can't just do the old. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I think that's what it gets. It's like, okay, great. Well, now I'm going to see you in another two weeks or maybe a month when you come back with your extra. Okay. Now we did this and what's next. And not all clients are great at thinking ahead. Like we are like, they don't book until it's like an emergency. And meanwhile, I try to tell clients like, can you just always have one scheduled? You can always cancel it or yeah, reschedule it. It's all automated. But if, if you would just finish one appointment and schedule the next one, we will slowly keep making progress on your goals And the, you know, this kind of reinforces the upside of our more full service work is that we're in charge of it. We Mm -hmm. drive it. We tell you it's time for a meeting. We need a phone call. Let's get, we got to meet with the contractor versus designer on call is like, oh, you're, you, the client are in charge of it. You tell me when you want to meet or need to meet. So I like it much better when I'm in charge. That's just overall for my life. That's surprising. Can you imagine I mean, I'm, I'm just so chill. Like (laughs) you're so beta. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, but I agree. So in between that, there's also the idea of design only, which I also dropped off my services because I just couldn't anymore. Can I tell you how I've written? I mean, I think you've seen my investment guide. I have written design only to sound so unattractive. (laughs) It is so, so unattractive the way it's, I mean, it's basically like, my intern's going to do it. (laughs) I mean, it's not, it's not that bad, but it's definitely like, um, you're not, you're not going to like this because of X, Y, Z. Like I've basically like the surprise grab bag of candy that they used to have it like I don't know who used to have it I don't you know what I'm talking about like they have those little Same paper more. bags of things like I don't know, like a toy store would have it or something oh and you always get like a junkie yeah it's like toy sealed in there up. Like, yeah it's all the shit that they don't want anymore and yeah, it's just, like, you get what you get don't throw a fit like that's what should be called yeah. So, and that's design only because my design only is flat rate and I limit the number of revisions and I limit it to, <laughs> to zero. <laughs> I limit it to no more than 20% of the items can be revised at. Okay. So that's, if there's 
10 things in a room, you can only get two things reselected. And so that's it. Like, if you don't like it, I've already given you options. Like we put together, like I put together what works. And the truth is it, we know as designers, it's probably the much better option to pick, but clients get stuck on things. And usually with design only, the, the most limiting factor is clients. They're not just worried about the price of paying for design only, but they also are worried about the total price of the stuff in the room. And there's only so much I can do. Like prices are prices. I I can give you a whole room, but it's still going to cost money even if you're buying everything from Target. Like right. I don't have the best options for you on all of this stuff or what could be purchased through affiliate links or side door or whoever, like you get my expertise, you get a good plan, but you have to manage all the orders. You have to coordinate the deliveries, the installs, the damages, all the tradespeople. Shop sales. Yeah. The furnishing situation is kind of crappy still. I mean, in a way, that's what people it's never are doing. Done. That's what people are doing anyway, if they haven't hired a designer, right? Yeah. So it gets them like further along. But yeah, you have to be really accurate on selling it for what it is. And, and I, do you give I them like sizes like and stuff? Like do you give them dimension dimensioned floor plans? I just pretty much create a furniture plan. That's it. Not really dimensions even. Like they so give like, me dimensions and then I mock it up in CAD real quick and just go, here's your layout. And then like, this that's is it. a 65 inch credenza from room and from, board. And exactly. If you want to go Wayfair, you can like find the dimensions and see what Yeah, stick with that size, you know, like it's, it's, it's usually not great. And again, I think this is, goes back to, I think nobody picks it because they know they are not going to get a full designer experience. And I've purposely designed my services to be based on value. And I do not believe that design only is very valuable unless you really, as a client, stick with it and finish it and see it through. It's really hard to get that sense of reward when it's done because a lot of people just never finish their spaces. And well, it's and they're like, like, oh, I don't like that little detail. And then that just stops them from doing anything. Right. And you're like, well, listen, honey, beggars can't be choosers because you're literally looking for a dresser that doesn't exist in a style, a shape, a color and a price point the that price, will never like, happen. Like, I don't want to pay $3,000 for a dresser. Well, good luck with that. Okay. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, this one, then you can use a style inspiration, have fun trying to search vintage or estate sales or wherever, where you think you're going to get a good deal, but it's going to be a look for less situation. And I, I purposely kind of in as nice a way as possible, try to get the investment guide to really not sound attractive. And I haven't done, I haven't just done any design only since early in the pandemic, like summer 2020, I haven't had, and that was when everyone was like stuck at home doing stuff. So I think that's what drove people to pick that versus like the real results. Um, and I've never seen finished photos of anything. Maybe they're done. Maybe they're not. Something that I've considered before that I feel like might be more fun in the same vein is to do shop the room PDFs. So basically do what you're doing for design only, but you just make it up, give all the shopping links and then sell that for 
$25 download. Oh, like they can see the picture as the preview and then go, oh, cool. Like click. Yeah. Here's my source. Yeah. Here's the link to the sources, the paint, blah, blah, blah. Oh, if you could just have your assistant make all those. Right. And then like... it's like a way lower price point. Like you'd, you'd be hopefully playing a volume game with that and get social media out of it. Like there's a couple like marketing things that it would help with. Drive yeah. traffic. Um, it helps people see where your creative mind is. Like, So I feel like that might be something that I would do at some point if I had a helper um, because that's like, this is the studio, this is the studio plum look for a moody bedroom. A yeah. Bright and cheery family room and get the affiliate links it. in there. I mean, try yeah. to get something out of it, even if it really is just a, uh, here's something you can take, do what you will with it. It's just for inspiration. If you want it. Yeah. Like, 20 bucks. Like you would have to be pr- like a really approachable price point. Yeah. Cause I do feel like that's a very specific clientele. This is probably right where we branch. I think design only is sort of what like design only or e-design type of stuff is where we start branching off. Like these are the accessible service. Like so far we've talked about accessible entry mm-hmm. level approachability and then from here on we kind of start to move to this is luxury this is higher end i don't get out of bed for under 20 grand i'm a supermodel like i don't <laughs> like that's where we're starting to move after like from here on that's a big jump huh no, like saying this out there's, loud is making me feel like whoo there's no mid there is like to me the mid level is designer on call and design only and in standalone consultations and stuff like that is the entry level. Like, what else am I supposed to do for you? I have a like, mid. I have a mid solution actually. Already. Yeah. Oh, with the showroom. Mm-hmm. The power hours. And those are so. Maybe let's just talk about that because that's new for you. And I, I, my showroom is literally a fledgling here, so I no, don't really yeah, have it's much. Not for- everybody but it's yeah because i think the difference between the last ones we talked about is there are no end result deliverables that people are gonna probably execute Mm -hmm. um so power hours i kind of think i want to rebrand it but sorry claire (laughs) but she already knows so if you haven't been following i own a showroom materials library co-working space that we call happy hour design collective with our friend claire who's another designer so her and i co-own this space so it is our shared office and on in within that we've built this pretty extensive materials library it's in a warehouse and next to that we have a showroom where we sell custom upholstery So when we did the materials library, it was meant originally for us. And then we have some co-working other local designers that work here. Right. And they're like members. They pay to be part of this. Yeah. It's community and collaboration. It's awesome. But we realized like there's nothing like this, especially Sacramento. Like we don't have Mm -hmm. showrooms. We don't have like everything is just mom and pop or like really construction oriented. Yeah. And so we don't have like curated, we don't have any fabric showrooms. Like there's just nowhere to buy wallpaper in person, Yeah, for instance. So we started offering this 
a service called Power Hours, where basically it's design only for kitchens and bathrooms, where we get the measurements from them, get their questionnaires answered. Claire and I do a we do drawings. So we actually pull it into chief architect, do 3D drawings, and we do a quick design of all the materials. We do a first pull basically. And then the clients actually come to the library. So it's usually a couple and it's really like actually fun for them. They get to like in real time, like this is your countertop. This is your backsplash. This is, and they make edits with us. I can do it in chief architect at the same time. We have our computers up and they're actually seeing the vision. They're really involved in it. And, and they're it always feels... like, oh my God, this is so amazing. Like they can see their kitchen come to life, like literally. And there's something really rewarding about that, but also invigorating at the same time, because you like for a client that the magic is usually we do it all behind the scenes and we show up with it and we bring them presentations and materials. But like, it is kind of cool for them to get to see oh, I just had to pick this and then I did this. And then they're like, whoa, like I never would, they know they never would have done it on their own if they were just sent to Home Depot or Florin Decor and your finishes are much better quality too. So yeah, we really get something great. We can work with any budget really. So also they get on the same page. So I feel like it's just very efficient. Um, Yeah. And most of them, like they've hired a contractor and they're already spending what, 75 to $150,000. So what's another few grand on us? But if they were to hire a designer full for full service, it can add up to a lot. So it's like they have a decent contractor, but they don't have a design direction. And then they end. So then we give them a full material specification schedule, all the links to everything. Sometimes we sell things, but it's not required. And then they get drawings we have a drafts person that we outsource basic plans and elevations so they can the contractors love it because they're like oh (laughs) it's all done yeah so that's been really awesome and i feel like that's like an actual mid tier offering yeah like most of the decisions in the work are completed they have to do they have to stick with their contractor and they get drawings and like But I like it because of that, because it's all designed and you guys, it's, it's also like at a premium too. You guys don't just charge like for the one and a half hours it takes to do a powder room or something. It's like a set fee schedule. Yeah. And I think that's the other exciting part. Yeah. And it's flat rate. So powder room, full bath and kitchens. We have like add-ons if they want us to measure in person or mm-hmm. do a lot of space planning, like re um, moving things around, we add on. But yeah, it's been really fun. So I think there's ways to do that without, I don't know, feeling like you're sac- sacrificing design. Cause like we're still really excited about the designs we're coming up with. Yeah. You just may or may not see them to fruition depending on how they keep you involved or follow up with you though like so we did our first one maybe in february and we have two that are in construction and we are hearing updates because either we know the contractor or we're like kind of we know the client yeah i like that better than just like uh here's your design pdf see you later like mentality um 
And I don't really want to do the work. I don't really want to take on a powder bath only. No, there's no money to be made and it's time consuming. Unless it's really possibly opening up to a bigger project down the road. But even. I mean, I hear you, but even then, man, powder rooms need all the tradespeople too. You need, you still need a plumber. You still need a wallpaper hanger. You still need a, like every, everybody has to touch it still. Like even changing the sconce. Okay, great. We're going to need at least a handyman or an electrician. Like, yeah, I do not want to project manage that. No, no. And all for such a tiny, tiny room. Like it's just so hard. So I think. I love that you guys have already done that because I definitely think there's a gap in the market for doing something that way. And I think it's, there are people who have more money, but they're, they just don't want to spend it on design. There are people who have less money, but understand the value of getting it designed properly. And so I think that's, or they have less money and they're finally investing in something that's a big stretch for them and they don't want to fuck it up. Like that's been like maybe half of them. Yeah, especially bathrooms. I feel like most people understand, like, okay, we got to get it done. Kitchens is a tough one because they don't know what they don't know about clearances and walkways and cabinet. They don't know that there's certain types of cabinet organizers available. Like It's it's shocking to me as a designer still, but I, I think we constantly go through this. You're like, wow, I guess, yeah, no one else is really, like a lot of our clients have no idea the things that we know about how to plan a kitchen effectively. Like they've never had to think about it. They've never wanted to maybe. <laughs> so. Yeah. Or even just pulling finishes on like a refresh, their go-to is going to be to play it safe. And they're going to be just like, it's going to look like a floor and decor. Yeah. It's just going to be fine. You know? Yeah. So that's your mid-level. I don't, I'm not saying that's a no for me. It's just yet. I really don't have even my whole showroom space ready but we are going to have the custom furniture side of things, which that to me is going to be more like a, almost like a retail environment, mm-hmm. you know, so far. Like, and I think that's kind of how yours is getting set up to be. So it's like, it's retail, but it is exclusive. It's private. Like we're not having tons of people walking in and out, like at a West Elm. But once my pieces are here, it's designed to be able to bring our clients and sell direct to consumer designer quality furniture and upholstered goods. And that's like, I can do that and still kind of stop my hands when it's done. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that's how we have it set up too. It's, I mean, we've talked about this offline, like it's tricky figuring out how to drive the right traffic in um, because you need more traffic to make it like a big profit center. But you know, we only have so many hours in a week and we're not going to bring it. Like we don't want open hours. Like we want it by appointment only. And we don't want to bring a lot of other chach in right now. Like not in this space. Um, That might be a fun future vision, but definitely not there. And there's only so many clients that we have at a time that need a new sofa. So yeah, that's still growing. It's We're flex. still figuring yeah. that hard out. But I think that's sort of like the after this, we had like then we're into the, like the luxury side of interior design, which for me is I call it decorating, but it's still like full service decorating because then I at the fees I'm charging and I work hourly on decorating projects. We are going to set a minimum spend 
based on the room. And if you guys are thinking about that, remember that our our HYDC um, budgeting guide, you can purchase it as a Patreon member or a la carte on our website. But that's where we sit down and establish that budget. And we say, great, your minimum purchasing agreement for this contract that I'm giving you is X amount because of what the room and the scope we've talked about. I'm going to get paid for that no matter what. I get my design fee and I set up a minimum amount that we're we're going to be purchasing. So then I kind of guarantee a minimum amount of markup revenue that I make from that. And that does make the juice worth the squeeze once oh, I have sure. that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And we've both started putting in some purchasing minimums to where that's partly, I mean, a lot for profit reasons, but it's also for... I just want to complete a damn project reasons. Yes. Like, let me get you a finished room, please. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. We need to, you need to buy a carpet. We can't, you need to get something Window on the treatments. windows. Like, yeah. We have you to, need be to get done. it styled. Like there's mm-hmm. like to the end, get it to the end, get it complete. Not like you just have a place to lay down and watch TV and put yeah, I, your shit away. Like I hate that initial email where it's like well in this room we really just need a sofa and a side table don't, and then in this other room we don't need a, you in the judge bedroom. me <laughs> like no, 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 no. and pe- sometimes people will send that in the discovery call and i'm like it sounds like you just need to go shopping like i'm i'm not going to buy 14 things for your entire 5,000 square foot house all over the place like that's not fun for you it's not fun for me no one's gonna love how that turns out I think you should just do, and, and then I like redirect people. Like, I, if that's what you need, is you need help shopping, let's just get you on some virtual consults or designer on call, and I will help you figure that stuff out one by one. But I don't want to be on the hook with you for six to nine months while I wait for stuff to get to the receiving warehouse after shipping delays for one nightstand in one room and a side table in another. Like, no. Well, and it's no just thanks. not going to be photographed. Actually, can we push pause for a second? I have one other design idea or service idea this is Rebecca's best thing you're gonna you're not gonna want to do this but well okay something in my back pocket that I think could be fun to do and I've done it once like a VIP day like a lot of other Mm -hmm. services do this or a lot of industries where you basically just pay for a one-day intensive and you got me my body my eyes my brain and if it is going to Home Goods and doing a supermarket sweep to like do a full day or like of popping styling into CB2 or wherever mm-hmm. like, on your credit card and I'm your shopping buddy and telling you what you need, then yeah. I don't I think it could be kind of fun to do once in a while. Um and it and it's like not. at a premium. <laughs> I'd be so exhausted. I don't, I got to, that'd be like what we did at Vegas market for one day. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think I'd want to do it like a few times a year as like a, either the right client who needs it. And I think it would be fun to spend a day with them for one. Yeah. Just like a quick cash grab. Have to be the right type of clientele. Yeah. And it would be just like a super consultation, like. (laughs) A day rate as what you're yeah, talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, a day rate. And we could. A yeah. day rate, but like, I'm not giving you anything when we're done. Like, we either get to it or we don't. Like, we're going to take pictures, take some quick measurements, and we're going to hit the shops. Yeah. And then we're going to come should, in and put it together. And maybe my assistant's with us. Maybe. That's going to cost more if you need yeah. an assistant. Oh, yeah. Um, well, you know, there you go, hotties. There's one more idea. Yeah, there's one more idea. Run I with think- it. 
I think it could be fun to do sometimes. I've heard of some other designers doing that. Yeah. I I like decorating only projects. I it's just like it comes together. It's it's like it's good and then I don't have to deal with permits and permit plans and contractor bids and all of that. I like having a mix of all of these things. And then at the penultimate of this is full service which includes remodeling. Yep. And that still has a minimum spend. The big mama jamma. Minor hourly. You recently started moving some over to flat rate. Flat rate for design concept, hourly for project management. So like the stuff that you can control for like design is flat rate. Mm -hmm. Everything that's sort of out of your control from there stays on hourly. And I get paid a big chunk up front. So it's like a way to like get that money. And then also, yeah, like a decent minimum spend. And if you get your vendors in order, there's good profit margins in it. Yes. But I think the biggest part that a lot of designers are missing out on is getting that minimum spend through them instead of just letting the contractors and all the subcontractors make all the money. It's like, do I make a shit ton on tile? Maybe not for one room, but if we're doing two kitchens and a bathroom or or I should say two bathrooms and a kitchen or in the laundry area, like, okay, wait, that's a lot of material right there. Like that starts to add up. I want to get my share. Like I don't put materials in that. You're, still, you're talking so, about decorating finishes is one minimum yeah, spend. Well, yeah. like I have a list of things that count and it's based on my accounts. So like Gotta get hardware, money. hardware's in it, lighting's in it. Um, yeah. Sometimes I'll buy tile. Sometimes I won't. Depends on the quantity. Um, yeah. So I don't include it as part of the minimum spend because I don't want it to count when I'm getting 10, Especially- 15%. Well, and especially because it's it eats up your minimum really fast, which yeah, might make people think, oh, I don't exactly. need to buy the other stuff. Like, And if the juice is not worth a squeeze on it, I don't, I'm not, you can't bitter. count it for 15%. <laughs> like yeah. It's only for the meaty um, items. Yes. Yeah. You got to get, we got to get paid y'all. We've talked about this on so many episodes of like, why should it just be the contractors making money? Why should it just be the subcontractors making money? I know there. So I talked to a designer who actually went to high school with. Hi, Corey. If you started listening, we, <laughs> um, she, we were talking about remodeling versus decorating projects, and she's like getting bugged by some of her designer friends to start doing more decorating, but she's been yeah. straight remodeling. And I was in her ear too because it's well. For one, there's the margins in furnishings. For yeah. two, you get a completely realized vision. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, okay, kitchen, okay, bath, okay, you can style that quickly. But if it's like a full downstairs, what are like what are your photos of? Just an empty living room or the stuff that the client moved from their exactly house before, like their Macy's like, Radley's fucking floating in there. Their hot their hodgepodge <laughs> collection of stuff like. Well, you're not going to shoot it or you're not going to shoot it, obviously. So it's yeah, it just becomes not worth it where you're just like, oh, like, I'm not going to sell this as my design vision. This isn't my living room. And then you just end up with only kitchens and baths. 
Um, and if you're a kitchen and bath designer, well, no, people love that and they're really good at it. And that um, I like like, it, if you're not making as much money, like the money is addictive. I wouldn't think on furnishings. You have to charge a really premium price then to design kitchens and bathrooms. And a lot of the hotties we talk to aren't charging what I think kitchens and baths are really worth for all the time and energy that goes into them. They're, you know, it's like. The hours just don't pay you back. Well, the kitchen and bath designers that I see in some of the Facebook groups, they sell cabinetry. So that's different. That's like, okay. I think that's the way you have to do it. Yeah. When you get 10% on the top for 30 grand worth of cabinets, like you get more than that though. If they're selling the one, if they're dealers. Yeah. Yeah. They're getting even lower prices on it. So if you're a hottie out there and you're just not into the decorating, tell it like, I want to hear if there's like better reasons. Better reasons for what? Better reasons for being renovation only than I don't want to. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't want, I think it's the, like, if we need to look or past I don't get the, it. Is it because we're scared of it? We don't understand it. We don't know what it is. We don't know it's, how to do it. How do I get started? That's totally different than a, I have a very good reason. I understand everything about it. And I'm still choosing only to do renovation or finishes only for remodels or new build. Like I got to know the why. And my hope would be that your fee revenue is so high that it compensates you for not having to do that. Like. Right. I could understand you not wanting to deal with supply chain. I can understand you not wanting to have to learn about warranty issues and like all the vendors involved. I can understand that. But how are you getting paid at the end of the day? Like, but I don't think the headaches that I endure from supply chain and vendor issues or damages or whatever, which are legit, I don't think they are more annoying than the daily barrage of construction questions and detail. I mean, I, you're, you're telling me the wrong, cause I like construction and usually I've like handled I know, a but lot it of adds it. up like, to be the same. I'm not saying don't do it, but it's like, okay, you get hit with one snowball or you get another. Pow- pounded by tiny pieces of hail all day. So it's half of it's what that saying is it's half a dozen of one six or of six other. of the it's other. The same. So and I think the the nice part about it would be, oh, hey, I made a 30% markup on that thing right there. And I get to go home and have that instead of, well, at least I got paid for my time being at a whiny construction site. Like yeah. I didn't have to go to a whiny construction site if I sold the sofa. And maybe I'll still have to go there later, but I'm getting and not one or the other. Yes. And I am also like, I understand not everybody finds the joy in it that I personally do. So yeah, I'm not, this is, this is is our juice worth the squeeze. You now go and find out (laughs) what your juice is worth the squeeze. Like exactly. That's the point of all of this was. Let we can share our pros and cons and hopefully give you a little bit of clarity, or maybe we put a little couple questions in the back of your head that are gonna keep you thinking of like, do yeah. I really like offering this? Do I even want to still do this? Are there like, services you do that you just dread doing every time? And it's not just cli- the, the client in particular. 
Yeah. And take maybe it off you your still menu for now. Take it off or charge more for it so fewer people pick it. But when they do, you're being you feel more fairly compensated for doing it. Yeah. Like that's okay. Price it to make it worth it for you. And don't be afraid to ask yourself, what's the number? I hate virtual consults. What's the number that would make me want to do one? And some of you might say, there is no number. I will never like doing that. <laughs> okay, fine. $1 but some of you are going to say, yeah, some of you are going to price it in a way where you go, okay, if someone wants it, I'll do it. They're going to pay what I ask for, not another market price. Or they're not going to And I'm looking at some of these people on the expert, some of these designers, I know they're charging basically it's a bullshit number. They're like, if I have to deal with this, I'm going to charge this number because that number makes it worth it for me. Well, yeah, but they and don't want to do this. But people like, are also paying for like cam. Basically, it's a cameo. Like, oh, hundred percent. It's yeah. I'm a celebrity, but I have like, a can I get Jenna Lyons on the like, phone? Yeah, they want that. They want that celebrity uh, association. They want to brag to their friends of like, you know, I booked with Amber interiors and she, and it's like, what did she tell you that was different than what you could get? Maybe nothing, but maybe nothing, but also, Hey, you paid for their time. That's great. Like do what you want. I mean, I know they're giving valuable information. If I had the money to spend on them, but like $500 a minute is a lot. (laughs) But also if I'm, that wealthy that I can afford those designers for an hour of their time, I'm probably spending that much online shopping that day anyway, like anywhere else. So at some point, those people, that buyer doesn't care. Like what's a thousand bucks. They don't care. Right. Like they're going to spend that anyway. They're going to go on the Chanel website after the call and buy something else. Like add to cart. Yeah. (laughs) So hotties, the whole thing is find what you like. And know that there are seasons for everything. You can put things on pause. You can revisit them later. Like mm-hmm. you get to decide. So if the recession really becomes a drag and you're freaking out, then add some of those low hanging fruit options that you don't want to yeah. do when you're busy. I 100% believe that you should have a couple of various options that show people that they can still work with you and we observe some of those mid to high level buyers probably keep going, but people who are very cost sensitive, the entry level market of services is really great for them. And you may still be able to keep small bits of that income stream coming in. Um, and the truth is, I think a lot of those people might have never been a good fit for your full service projects anyway. So it's good to have something that does that and, um, you know, make yourself available to the peasants. Let them just let them eat cake. Let, let them eat cake. Let speaking, them eat consults. Speak, <laughs> speaking of peasants, do you follow the greedy peasant? Uh, no. On Instagram? Oh my God, he's so freaking funny. Wait, is this the one that does the tassels? Yes. Oh, I follow him on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Greedy.peasant. Yeah, him with the tassels. He must be like really into medieval history I, like he i mean it deep. looks like it takes up his whole life though so oh my god these are what the theater you know what tiktok was made for the theater kids who we all mm. thought were so weird in school and tiktok was made for them like 
they already have these costumes so in their closet. <laughs> yeah, he already they, has a tassel collection. They don't need an excuse for a costume party. They are already planning this with their friends when they go to like watch a movie and stuff. So TikTok is great for the theater kids. They've, you know, I'm glad that they found their place. They found a home. Yeah, it's it's good. Anyway. Okay. Well, until next time. Stay hot, designers. Thanks for joining this meeting of the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Check out the show notes there for links to things we talked about today. We are keeping the conversation going on Instagram, so don't forget to like, comment, and follow at Hot Young Designers Club. You can find Rebecca on Instagram at Studio Plum. And you can find Sean at Renstead Interiors. That's W-R-E-N-S-T-E-D. 